the law of natural selection says you either eat or you be eaten. And if you're that if you're that business owner, you got to make sure everybody on your team is is going after it and taking it. Otherwise, you will be a business that closes the doors, puts up for sale sign on it, and is gone because they got beat by somebody else. It began with two guys becoming friends around cycling, great beer, and strong coffee. This is the 2120 Podcast. Two guys, one subject, 20 minutes, zero excuses. The law of natural selection. Okay. (laughs) Tell me what that means. Wow. I think back to when I was a kid watching Mutual of Omaha, Wild Kingdom with, with whoever some guy old guy right yeah and jim he always sent jim to go out and hunt you know he's going to get close to the ferocious lion while merlin oh merlin merlin would hide safely behind a rock at a distance and describe <laughs> what was going on and yeah. i was like that's natural selection to me is like predator apex predator human like this is not going to end well that's when you say natural selection law of natural selection that's a, i don't that's know a, where this is brain. going but that's <laughs> that's, that's a pop in your brain <laughs> Some guy hiding behind a rock is natural selection in your brain. Yeah, I've always been told, like, if something's chasing you, you just have to be faster than the, the slowest exactly. guy because you're going to be fine. Then. That's, that's natural selection. You don't have to be faster than the bear, just faster than your friend. So what if that applied towards business? Hmm. You know, okay. I, I think of, like, we, we come to this place, we sit down, and the table's filthy. Hmm. And it's something that, like, we've been trying to help that people see like you got to fix this you got to do this at, at some point like they either have to go away or they have to get better that's i i love it i totally agree yeah. you either you either get better or you you stay flat which means you're losing and there's two inevitable outcomes to that you either lose slow or you lose fast yeah so like the law of natural selection in business during covid is the bit small businesses that chose to lock the doors and leave, they don't open back up. Maybe not. They're right. gone, right? right? I mean, they just they can't they can't make it, or you know, they downsize and they, they cut their cut their crew, and you know it's we're running with two people on a staff that's usually six or eight, and we're like working twenty four hours a day trying to make this work, and slowly it just it just doesn't happen. But at what point as a manager do you stop pouring into someone? when they're just not picking it up you're giving and you're giving and you're giving and you're trying to make direction and you know then it comes back to like well is it the test or is it the teacher like, like maybe you're just a bad teacher maybe they're not they're not getting it right fair so then you like you, you, you look at it and go i'll put them with somebody else and see how the, how they do but at what point do you waste all your good juice on someone when you just look at it and go they are not picking this up. They are the wrong person for mm-hmm. the job. If I poured into somebody else right now, we would be light years ahead. Like, like when do you make that call? It's kind so of a loaded question. because well, Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> when you make that call, are you talking about making the call on the manager? I think, or are you yeah. talking about the manager making the call on the employee? Because there's, I see two dynamics happening right there, Matt. I think it applies in, in both categories. But if you're... If you're trying to develop a manager to run a business yeah. and it's your business yeah. and you know, you've brought people in, you've put them in front of different presenters, you, you've taken them to places to show them leadership and you've given and given and given and spent money to, to give more to this person yep. and they have 
it's theirs. It, they, it could be it could be yours. Just take it and run with it. And they stay behind the counter, and they don't they don't do what you're you what you see for them. There has to come a point as that person that goes, screw it, no more, we're done, and cut the tie, and or maybe it goes back to just having that true hard conversation that says, Jim, it's not working out. You're not getting this. We have to go a different direction. Here's the direction I'm going. And better, worse, like who knows what's going to happen, but there has to come like, there's that line in the sand where you have to draw it somewhere. I think it depends on your culture to the when. And the culture is largely going to follow the person at the top or, or the people at the top. And if you are in a high performance environment, that decision happens quicker because you stand out. That manager would, or that person would stand out that they aren't keeping up, that they are falling behind. They're not getting the job done in a high performing culture. It's going to be quicker in a low performing culture. It might persist forever, forever. It might persist for a very long time or there there's going to be an awakening which would also coincide with a culture shift to say we're making a change we have to go a new direction competition is nearby great competition as a matter of fact and if we don't make these changes we won't survive it or we'll survive it but at a pace where or or at a level that doesn't matter so to me the question of when there isn't a one size fits all. Now I would, any, any uh, company or um, leadership team that I'm working with in particular, we are probably working together because they're in a growth mindset, that they are not happy with status quo, that they are trying to constantly improve. And that's where I even come back to saying, you know, you, you got to hire quick, I'm sorry, hire slow and fire quick. Yeah. Hire slow do your work, don't cut the corners, but you also let people go quickly. Here we are sitting in Midwest, Midwestern Iowa, Iowa nice. That's tougher to do than it is say in the Silicon Valley where you've got like, that's just the nature of the beast there. You have so many people. When I talk about firing quickly, that would come back to the point where if you're violating the culture, especially the values, Okay, so whether that is lack of respect, theft, I mean, those are like... Those are the easy, yeah. Those, those are, are the easy. easy ones. But you've got the person that shows up every day, they're on time, yep. they work. Good attitude. They ju- good attitude, nice to be around. But they just meet expectations and they aren't, <clears throat> they aren't growing, they aren't necessarily improving. There's people that kind of rise up and move past them. Like, here's the thing is you can have people in a, in a leadership or a management role and they are not improving and you have people that they kind of have below them that report directly to them that are on the rise but that manager becomes their ceiling oh now if i'm the if i'm the executive or the owner or wherever above that i have to see it i have to notice it and i've got to address it if i don't i'm failing and then the point of it needs to be is at what point do you make that decision that listen we have to make the change and I suppose it's enough pain points get hit, enough feedback gets given, you see it in the community or wherever it is, you go, we got to make a change here. Well, you justify it. And you talked about Iowa Nice, and I, I believe that. You know, there are, you know, owners of businesses that have managers that, 
you know, fall in love with their employees. Yeah. And the, the love kind of clouds the big picture of they're not performing for you, but you know what? I really like them. They're great. You know, I'm okay with them just struggling and this business kind of just getting drug along because I like, I like them. I don't want to see them lose a job. I don't want to see them, you know, quit. It affects beyond that person. I mean, it's, it's maybe they're the breadwinner. Oh, for sure. You know, so and like you start, you start, to you start justifying that. the whole big picture of right. not your business. You're justifying their life and why you need to keep them on your staff because man, if I let them go, they have, they have three kids and they have a house they just bought and this and like, like I'm sorry, but that's not your problem. I, 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 I appreciate your compassion for them, but if you've given and given and given, and this is your business and you're looking at it going, they're never going to take me to the next level. They're always going to be okay. They're always going to be, you know, right at the line of, you know, not good, not bad, just kind of hovering right, right there. And they hold not just the business down, but they set a tone. They become part of that culture issue that you have. It holds other people down. It, you're not going to attract great people if they don't see greatness there. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think business owners or entrepreneurs look at it and go, I want to just make okay money. Like I'll, I want to do just enough to just stay above. Like, like nobody thinks that way. Like I say, I hope not anyway. People think I want to go out and make as much money as I can. I want to be as successful as I can. I want to make as, you know, sell as much as I can. But if you're this leader right now that's justifying it, you're, you're worse than the, the person that's having the problem because you're not seeing, you're like, you're not fixing the big picture. Yeah. And even if that monetary reward wasn't your driver, it's to make an impact. It's to make a difference. I see that a lot too with people that I'm coaching. But you're, I 100% agree with you, Matt. Nobody wakes up to go, oh, I'm going to be average. I'm going to just be mediocre today. No, everybody has ambition. They have a picture that they are shooting for. Now, the goals might be too low. I'll give them that. But that, that's where coaching comes in is like you stretch it out a little bit further. Somebody comes and pushes you. And you and I have both been beneficiaries of that. And, and we do it as well. Yeah. And it also may, maybe, and I know this isn't the case. And I, in some cases it is. But maybe that leader that's, the owner doesn't have the formal training either, you know, and then they, they just, 100%. they just don't see it as a yeah. big picture either. And they're, they they do not know how to teach it. And so I, I think there's a lot of things, but you know, imagine, you know, law, the law of natural selection, you take your managers and you throw them in a cage with a tiger and says, okay, the one that survives is the, 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 <laughs> the manager now, like the, the, it would change. You know, you would have the, the one person that is flying under the radar panic and go oh what do i do and they're the first one gone you know but you have the, the scrapper that figures it out and wants to work hard and you know has a big dream of doing something bigger in their life they're, they're the one that at the end of the day is surviving you and i had an episode a few weeks ago and we called it motos moto aspirational moto aspirational like yeah. yeah right we're talking yeah. about motivation versus inspiration it's a fun conversation but i kind of think this is similar in that sense of you, you can have that manager that doesn't that doesn't see the, the opportunity yeah. that doesn't see more that just sees what's in front of them. And they fall into a pattern of kind of status quo, same day, same story. They may have some someday kind of dreams, but they're doing the same thing every day. And those some days aren't going to happen. Yeah. And the more that you try to emphasize growth and improvement and Hey, let's accelerate, let's go faster here. Uh, it, it almost 
holds them back because I just don't think they know how. And, and like you said, I think this is so real that if you have a leader that doesn't recognize that and doesn't know how to help get them there, now you've got an issue. And the law of natural selection would tell me that you are in a slow fade. Yeah. You are fading away. Um, we used to use a word uh, at a place that I worked years ago. We talked about sustainability. Now, the first time when I heard that, I thought that meant level. Sustainability in businesses never meant level. Sustainability means upward. It has to be upward. Now, the slope of that upward you know, climb is going to be dependent upon that culture and the drive and opportunities, things like that. But if it is not going upward, you are losing. You are falling behind and you are in danger of dying. Yeah, you know, if I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, being that manager and having, like, this is my business. This is my dream. I started it from the ground up. Now I have other people running it for me. Yeah. You know, if I get to a point where I feel that we're at a crossroads where it's like, we need to make a decision today. You're yeah. either going to be on the staff or not on the staff. Um, I, I want to lock myself in a room with them and I want to lay it on the line and say, hey, I, like, I can't do this forever. I want you to have this. I want you to run with it. I want you to take it and make it yours. I want you to pour into it like the way I poured into it back in the day when I was running the business. And at the end of the day, this, this will all be yours. Do you want it? And get them to commit to something. Listen, I love what you're asking. And I think you might have more to say. So, but I have to ask a question here. Go for it. What are you looking for? Let's say you're the person that locks, you know, you're, you're the person in control in that room. So you're the leader, the business owner, and you are sitting with that person. You say, you lay it all on the line. What response are you seeking? Well, I want, if, if I've truly done the job as a leader and I've poured into them, I've given them all the tools and I've been there and I've helped pick up the pieces and I've showed them the rights and the wrongs. And I've, I'm truly like, I'm at a crossroads myself going, I either need to get you to figure this out or I need to find somebody else that can figure this out. I'm getting, I want a commitment out of you today. I want you to say, I want this. Describe it. Well, it's, it's the, it's, it's no different than me describing to them like how excited I am about my business. Like you get excited about it. You start talking faster. You like your arms get more animated. Like I want okay, them to right. say, I, yep, I want it. Like how, like how can I do this? And then it's like, okay, we've done a, a lot of this. Why do you want it? And then you put it back on them and let, let them tell you, because I can, I can put the words in your mouth if I wanted to, sure. I can tell you the things I want you to say. And all you do is repeat them back to me, but I, but I don't want that. I want to, I want to show you what the opportunity is, place it right in front of you and say, this is what, this is yours. If you want it, take it. Yeah. And when they say, yes, I want it. Okay. Why? See, I think in 10 seconds, if you're the manager or the, the business owner, you can look at that manager and then within 10 seconds, you have your answer based on their initial reaction. Their initial reaction is either one of terror and fear and like, I don't know if I can do it, but I should say yes. You'll know oh, for sure. immediately. Or you'll have the reaction of like, hell yeah, let's go. Like I've been waiting for this, but here's what I, and hopefully what I was going to say was they would say, here's what I need from you. Like you've shown me this, but you also haven't given me this. Yeah. And there becomes an actual dialogue about what job is about from both people's perspective. What are those expectations and what I need from you? And here's what I need from you. Now that I facilitated a few of those before and they are so amazing to watch happen. I've also facilitated some or tried to facilitate some where it won't happen. 
and you're like, I can't help you. If neither of you are willing to do this, I can only push you so far. Like there's been times where I have felt like as a coach, I've wanted it more than they've wanted it. Sure. I have seen business owners want it more for a manager than the manager wants it. There has to be like this alignment in, in what we want. And part of it is, is literally, it's not just the vision, it's also the expectations. You know, we've had people in our business that were trained to do a job. Yeah. And they didn't have a formal training calendar. We just put them in a position to, to learn things. And then when you ask them one day how training was going, they say, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not really getting any training right now. And yeah. you go, what? How is that possible? Well, I, I, I never got a calendar. I'd just been doing things. But they didn't see it as we were putting them in spots. Like Sometimes people want a step-by-step plan to get there. And when we give everyone else in our, our store a training calendar and they didn't get one, they looked at it from the standpoint of like nobody's pouring into me, nobody's giving me training, sure. but yet every day we were training this person to do the job, hmm. but they didn't see it that way. So it might be in some cases like this where you're constantly training this person to be the next owner of this business, but they don't see it that way because they see it as Matt's business. This is always going to be Matt's business. You know, Matt's giving me tools, but... Matt's not telling me that this is going to be my business one day. So then you like, okay, here's the deal. We're going to put together a one-year plan that in one year, this is yours. And I'm slowly phasing myself out of it. And then it's like, oh, it's real now because they have something in front of them. It's like the step-by-step plan where they just don't see. They look at it from a standpoint of I'm getting training. This is always going to be Matt's thing. I mean, think about like sales leadership. Like this, Matt's the sales leader. Yeah. Like, like he's training me to do these things, but Matt's always going to be the sales leader. No, like that's not the, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm stepping out so you can step in. And in, in this case where we started, this store owner is needs to say, "I'm leaving. I'm going to step out. I'm going to retire. I need you to take this over. Can we get there together? And if you commit, I will commit, and we'll and we'll do this." Um, but if, if there's any triggers that show that they're not ready to commit, then you, you, there's your answer. You know that they don't have the slam the fist on the table going, I want this. Let's go get it together. They slowly panic or they slowly give you the BS answer that you go, yeah, you say you want it, but I can tell by your body language that you're not, you don't want it. I think a lot of people would consider that a hard conversation and I'm not exactly sure why, uh, but you know, maybe that's indicative that there is a, a relationship gap there, right? And so let's say it's you and me, right? You're the business owner, I'm the manager, and you ask me in, and we're sitting down together, and um, it feels like there's tension, right? Because you have an expectation of me that perhaps you haven't fully communicated to me. I have an expectation of you as the business owner that I haven't fully commit- communicated to you. Now, there's a there's a gap between us or a wall, however you want to describe it. And the issue then is this feels awkward and I, I don't want to lose you. And I'm not saying I'm going to quit. And if I say too much, maybe you're going to let me go. And as the owner, if you say, if you say something that's going to push me, you're like, I don't want to lose that person. I got to fill that role unexpectedly. We just need to enter into a space here and lay it out in the sense of here's where we're going to do we have an opportunity in front of us. And I think humility plays an amazingly huge role here as both sides need to say, 
hey, we've been doing this for a while, and I'm realizing that there is this kind of this gap. We haven't reached this new level. And as you were talking, Matt, and I think it's like segue into what I was just saying too, there was words that came into my mouth or my, there were words that came into my brain that I want to express right here. The greatest encouragement I ever got was when the business owner looked at me and said, I believe in you. Those four words carry so much weight. And for the person that maybe is struggling with their role or their confidence in their ability to do it, can I actually do that when they, when you hear that from the person that has been writing your check, signing your check, that is powerful, you know? And so now that conversation that it shouldn't have to be hard if we can just look at each other through, like, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to enter into that conversation and we're just going to lay our cards out here or we're going to agree coming in. We can set some expectations around the, the conversation entering into it. Let's carve out half a day or a day. It's going to be off site. And here's what I want to cover prep for it. Like kind of, I think in, for me, uh, I like to know that those things going in, I think I could be more prepared than on the spot. Yeah. You know, I, if that happens, I think you need a mediator, someone that can help lead the conversations yeah, because facilitate it, right? You might have someone yeah. like, like this, this owner may not see that he's or, or she is doing everything in their power to do it. They just look at it. I've, I've poured into you so many times, but I'm the wrong person to be pouring into you, you know, and th- th- like that, there's the problem, yeah. um, you know, so that facilitator helps people see both sides. So both could fall on a sword and go, you know what? We are worlds apart right now, but there's a reason for that. I thought I was helping you here. You thought I was pushing you away. All these different things. When it's all said and done, the half day or whatever that looks like, you could come out of that meeting going, We're, we took major steps together. Right. We are going to do this. This is going to be great. And it's all hands in. Right. Or the end goal is you know, the final outcome. And it might be the other side where it's, you know what? I'm so glad this happened today. It opened up my eyes. You're not in the right position. We need to find something else for you. Yeah. I need to bring somebody else in. Both parties feel good about it. And you leave, you know, with the same message of we're going to work together. It's just going to be in a different role. Right. And everybody wins. And sometimes those employees that change roles at first because they're in a leadership role and they go to something else, there's a little bit of like, what are people going to think? What's, who's, who's going to point fingers? What's, who's going to say something? When in a month, Nobody remembers. It, it goes back to being good again. I, I love that you said that because I think that's the humility piece, which is, am I willing to take a step back in order to take a step forward? Yeah. In order to step forward, whether that's for me or, or the organization, because if the organization steps forward, I also am going to step forward. It's going to look a little different. You know, and, and I think in some cases too, taking a step back propels you to take a leap forward. Sure. You know, you, yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't just gain that step back. You gain multiple steps because you come to work with a, just a different outlook on things and you're more energized and you're willing to take, take the world on and everybody wins because of it. And then you put a, a manager in, a, in, a, in that role that is successful and is part of what you want. The entire company gets better. But at the end of the day, the law of natural selection says you either eat or you be eaten. And if you're that, if you're that business owner, you got to make sure everybody on your team is, is going after it and taking it. Otherwise you will be a business that closes the doors, puts up for sale sign on it and is gone because 
they got beat by somebody else. Uh, couldn't agree more. All right. I think that's it. I'm Matt. I'm Jim. See you next week. Well, whether you're a longtime listener or brand new to the 2120 podcast, you know that Matt and I are passionate about helping you create a great customer experience. But did you know that we can actually help you do that in your business? Go to cxpguru.com to learn more. That's cxpguru.com. We look forward to speaking with you and we'll catch you again for another episode of the 2120 podcast.